Old John of Gaunt, time-honored Lancaster, hast thou, according to thy oath and bond, brought hither Henry Hereford, thy bold son, here to make good the boisterous laid appeal, which then our leisure would not let us hear, against the Duke of Norfolk, Thomas Mowbray? I have my liege. Tell me, moreover, hast thou sounded him if he appealed the Duke on ancient malice, or worthily, as a good subject should, on some known ground of treachery in him? As near as I could assist him on that argument, on some apparent danger seen in him aimed at your highness. No inveterate malice. Then call them to our presence, face to face, and frowning brow to brow, ourselves will hear the accuser and the accused freely speak. High-stomached are they both, and full of ire, enraged, deaf as the sea, hasty as fire. Many years of happy days before my gracious sovereign, my most loving liege. Each day is still better others' happiness, until the heavens, envying Earth's great hap, add an immortal title to your crown. We thank you both, yet one but flatters us, as well appeareth by the cause you come, namely, to appeal each other of high treason. Cousin of Hereford, what dost thou object against the Duke of Norfolk, Thomas Mowbray? First, heaven be the record to my speech, in the devotion of a subject's love, tendering the precious safety of my prince, and free from other misbegotten hate, come I appellant to this princely presence. Now, Thomas Mowbray, do I turn to thee, and mark my greeting well, for what I speak my body shall make good upon this earth, or my divine soul answer it in heaven. Thou art a traitor and a miscreant, too good to be so and too bad to live, since the more fair and crystal is the sky, the uglier seems the cloud that they fly. Once more, the more aggravate the note with a foul traitor's name, stuff I thy throat, and wish so please my sovereign, ere I move, what my tongue speaks, my right drawn sword may prove. Let not my cold words here accuse my zeal. Tis not the trial of a woman's war, the bitter clamor of two eager tongues, can arbitrate this cause betwixt us twain. The blood is hot that must be cooled for this. Yet can I not of such tame patience boast as to be hushed and not at all to say. First, the fair reverence of your highness curbs me from giving reins and spurs to my free speech, which else would post until it had returned these terms of treason doubled down his throat. Setting aside his high blood's royalty, and let him be no kinsman to my liege, I do defy him, and I spit at him. Call him a slanderous coward and a villain, which, to maintain, I would allow him odds and meet him where I tied to run afoot, even to the frozen ridges of the Alps or any other ground inhabitable, wherever Englishman durst set his foot. Meantime, let this defend my loyalty. By all my hopes, most falsely doth he lie. Pale, trembling coward, there I throw my gauge. Disclaiming here the kindred of my king, and lay aside my high blood's royalty, which fear, not reverence, makes thee to accept. If guilty dread have left thee so much strength as to take up mine honor's pawn, then stoop. By that and all the rights of knighthood else will I make good against thee, arm to arm, what I have spoke or thou canst worse devise. I take it up. And by that sword, I swear, which gently laid my knighthood on my shoulder, I'll answer thee in any fair degree of chivalrous design of knightly zeal. And when I mount, alive may I not light, if I be traitor or unjustly fight. What doth our cousin lay to Mowbray's charge? It must be great that can inherit us so much as of a thought of ill in him. Look what I speak, my life shall prove it true. 
that Mowbray hath received 8,000 nobles in name of lendings for your highness soldiers, the which he hath detained for lewd employments, like a false traitor and injurious villain, besides I say, and will in battle prove or here or elsewhere to the furthest verge that ever was surveyed by English eye, that all the treasons for these 18 years complotted and contrived in this land fetch from false Mowbray their first head and spring. Further, I say, and further will maintain upon his bad life to make all this good that he did plot the Duke of Gloucester's death, suggest his soon believing adversaries, and consequently like a traitor coward, sluiced out his innocent soul through streams of blood, which blood, like sacrificing Abel's, cries even from the tongueless caverns of the earth to me for justice and rough chastisement. And by the glorious worth of my descent, this arm shall do it or this life be spent. How high a pitch his resolution soars. Thomas of Norfolk, what sayest thou to this? Oh, let my sovereign turn away his face and bid his ears a little while be deaf till I have told this slander of his blood how God and Goodman hate so foul a liar. Mowbray, impartial are our eyes and ears. Were he my brother, nay, my kingdom's heir, as he is brother's son, now by my scepter's awe I make a vow. Such neighbor nearness to our sacred blood should nothing privilege him, nor partialize the unstooping firmness of my upright soul. He is our subject, Mowbray, so art thou. Free speech and fearless I to thee allow. Then, Bolingbroke, as low as to thy heart, through the false passage of thy throat, thou liest. Three parts of that receipt I had for Calais, dispersed I truly to his highness soldiers. The other part reserved I by consent, for that my sovereign liege was in my debt, upon remainder of a dear account, since last I went to France to fetch his queen. Now swallow down that lie. For Gloucester's death I slew him not, but to my own disgrace, neglected my sworn duty in that case. For you, my noble lord of Lancaster, the honorable father to my foe, once did I lay an ambush for your life, a trespass that doth vex my grieved soul. But ere I last received the sacrament, I did confess it and exactly begged your grace's pardon, and I hope I had it. This is my fault. As for the rest appealed, it issues from the rancor of a villain, a recreant and most degenerate traitor, which in myself I boldly will defend and interchangeably hurl down my gauge upon this overweening traitor's foot, to prove myself a loyal gentleman, even in the best blood chambered in his bosom, in haste whereof most heartily, I pray, your highness to assign our trial day. Wrath kindled gentlemen be ruled by me. Let's purge this collar without letting blood. This we prescribe, though no physician. Deep malice makes too deep incision. Forget, forgive, conclude and be agreed. Our doctors say this is no month to bleed. Good uncle, let this end where it begun. We'll calm the Duke of Norfolk, you your son. To be a make peace shall be my age. Throw down, my son, the Duke of Norfolk's gauge. And Norfolk, throw down this. When, Harry, when? Obedience bid, I should not bid again. Norfolk, throw down, we bid, there is no boot. Myself I throw, dread sovereign, at thy foot. My life thou shalt command, but not my shame. The one my duty owes, but my fair name, despite of death that lives upon my grave. To dark dishonor's use thou shalt not have. I am disgraced, impeached, and baffled here, pierced to the soul with slander's venom spear, the which no balm can cure but his heart blood, which breathed this poison. Rage must be withstood. 
Give me his gauge. Lions make leopards tame. Yea, but not change his spots. Take but my shame, and I resign my gauge. My dear, dear lord, the purest treasure mortal times afford is spotless reputation. That away, men are but gilded loam or painted clay. A jewel in ten-time barred-up chest is but a bold spirit in a loyal breast. Mine honor is my life, both grow in one. Take honor from me, and my life is done. Then, dear my liege, mine honor let me try, and that I live, and for that will I die. Cousin, throw up your gauge. Do you begin? Oh, God, defend my soul from such deep sin. Shall I seem crestfallen in my father's sight? Or with pale beggar fear impeach my height before this outdared dastard? Ere my tongue shall wound my honor with such feeble wrong, or sound so base a parl, my teeth shall tear the slative motive of recanting fear, and spit it bleeding in his high disgrace, where shame doth harbor even in Mowbray's face. We were not born to sue, but to command, which, since we cannot do to make you friends, be ready as your lives shall answer it at Coventry upon St. Lambert's Day. There shall your swords and lances arbitrate the swelling difference of your settled hate. Since we cannot atone you, we shall see justice design the victor's chivalry. Lord Marshal, command our officers at arms. Be ready to direct these home alarms. <laughs>